You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Utes. A lot to get to ahead on this Thursday edition of the show. Brian, you are back. I hope to not never have you not be on the show moving forward because obviously we miss our brown bear. But what are we going to talk about on today's podcast? Jake, I'm back because I was afraid that I was going to lose my spot here in the chair. And chairs, I don't know. It's like everything else in the world, Jake. It's hard to get them right now. So I got to keep my, my, my bear derriere in this here chair uh, so that we can talk and I can finally tell people everything that I know about Cam Rising and Charlie Brewer, which is nothing. <laughs> well, we're going to dig into it, obviously. That's the big news of the week this week as they get ready to open Pac-12 play, speaking of the Utes against Washington State. We'll dig into a whole lot of that stuff. Make sure you guys are up to speed on the latest involving the quarterback situation and obviously everything else going on with the Utes. A quick reminder for you guys to make sure you check out the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. Cindy Robinson covers everything going on in the pack every single day. Brian Brown, obviously a co-host of that from time to time. Download it or get it wherever you get your podcast, or also check it out on the Odyssey app. All right, without further ado, though, here on a Thursday, let's get rolling. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for September 23rd, 2021. Once again, this is the Locked On Utes podcast, your only daily podcast focused on all things University of Utah. I'm Jake Hatch, joined as always by my fearless co-host, or not joined as always, but returning to the co-host chair, and obviously the man, the myth, the legend himself, the brown bear in the chair, Brian Brown. What is up, mi amigo? Appreciate it. First off, I want to say a huge thank you to Alex Lundberg for filling in to me. Uh, It may be... uh, uh, something that we try to do a little bit more as, as the season goes on. I know that my and yours voices can be a little bit, uh, uh, you've heard a lot of us. So um, I know I always say this too, but we're finally getting to that point. I uh, really appreciate you guys stepping up and, and allowing me a couple of days. Uh, the day job is crazy right now, but a lot of good things happening. And, and I'm excited about that. Uh, rebranding, new building, new, new stuffs, new equipments, uh, so really I'll, I'll talk a little bit more on my other podcasts that aren't locked on youth specific because, uh, I think something big happened while I was technically gone. <laughs> Just a few things, you know, uh, uh, Nephi Sewell spoke to the media. It was great. I that, loved it. That, that you never hear from Nephi. That was big time news. He is, uh, by the way, Nephi good dude, but you're right. He does not speak to the media often. So, no. uh, yeah. Oh, even more news. Apparently Dalton Kincaid, the latest Ute to sign an NIL. I was going to say that was big news too. While I was gone, we need to talk about a certain other podcast that you happen to be Man. a co-host of the Ute block cast. Is it just the Utah. block Utah block cast? I just call it the block cast. That's what, that's what I've always referred to it as at Blockcast pod. That's all that it is. It's just the blockcast crew, the block heads, Blockcast. It was Steve and I tried to be clever and call it the Ute Zone Blockcast, as in Zone Block. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's just evolved into its own little thing. But it was really uh, we had an episode in the can, uh, ran into some stuff. Um, maybe we'll release that. It was excellent stuff. Um, but uh, no, that'll be fun. But I, I enough teasing, Jake. We're gonna get to the point on this one. Big news. 
Yeah, absolutely. Charlie Brewer exits, and it's an abrupt exit. There's no doubt about that. For him to be benched Saturday, tell Kyle Whittingham Monday that he intends to leave. Kyle Whittingham, as according to his own words, said they talked to him, weighed the pros and cons, asked him to sit on it, came back Tuesday morning, still felt that way. So Charlie Brewer is off to whatever is next for him. What was your reaction when you learned this news, Brian? Because obviously you were gone, and it's just it's a, it's a crazy, crazy time for the Utes. Yeah, I'll tell you, really, the best way to describe it is I'm sitting in my office. I'm doing a whole bunch of work. I'm talking on the phone. All of a sudden, I see my phone just flashing like crazy, <laughs> and I'm getting text message after text message, and I'm like, what in the world is going on? Like thinking like, oh, no, it's somebody in my family. Something bad's happened. And it was Charlie Brewer transferred. And, and everybody had questions about what was going on. And at one point I said, hey, I'm as clueless as you are because that's really what it was. It, it was out of the blue. And I think that was very uh, uh, indicative of Charlie's MO. You know, uh, he, not that he didn't integrate with the team. And I think everybody's already talked about this, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, I texted a friend and they're like, man, like, like I'm paraphrasing here, like, you know, like whatever. He doesn't want to stick it out for the season. I wish him nothing. And I was like, let me throw it to you this way. Breaking news, the Utah football team announces they have cut Charlie Brewer and promoted Jaquindon Jackson from the practice squad because that's essentially what it was, right? Um, it, it, it was just Charlie asking for his release so that he could go to a different team. Um, you know, And that would be my hunch. That, like, people were asking, where is he going? And, and I don't know that he necessarily has a destination in mind. My thinking from how... Kyle Whittingham paraphrased it and then how everything laid out is that he's likely going back to Texas. Um, my anticipation would be that he's either going back there to train. Um, you know, his draft stock is not nearly where it needs to be in order to try and, and really uh, make it in the NFL, either as a, a draft pick or an undrafted free agent. So probably go back home, train, get in shape. And, and maybe since he does have a redshirt year, maybe try and catch on somewhere else. Yeah, so let me interject here. I've talked with multiple people in the media down there in Texas as well as people back here in Utah, and the prevailing notion is, and most people believe, that he, the reason he left Utah when he did now was to preserve that eligibility. Obviously, we all know the, the redshirt rules now indicate that if you play up, you can play up to four games and keep your eligibility intact. You can keep that redshirt year intact. Does that mean that you're going to see Charlie Brewer suiting up for another college program next year? That still is very much to be determined, but all indications are, yes, that he's going closer to home. He's going back to Texas uh, to kind of determine what is next for him. Anything else that I learn with regards to that, and, and trust me, I, I've taken many a phone call from both people down there in Texas as well as up here in Utah going back and forth, is that... He is still trying to figure out what his future holds, but he wanted to keep all options on the table. Thus, the reason for him to depart now, preserve that redshirt year, well, to redshirt this year, preserve that year of eligibility, but also at the same time, maybe give himself an opportunity to train and potentially, if the NFL comes calling, make that decision as well. Yeah, and, and look, I, I, here's the thing with football and and. and this is a hard concept for people to understand when you're a fan of a team, right? Because your loyalties lie with the laundry and, and really where Charlie's loyalties lie at this point is with the game itself. And people are always going to try and take the game away from you. They're going to tell you that you're too much this or, or, or you're not good enough for this, that or the other. And so I have zero problem with someone who wants to go out and pursue their dream and their love for the rest of their life uh, for as long as they can. You know, I was one where, 
I'm at the end of my career, quote unquote, uh, on my own terms. I, I knew that my body was was getting, you know, I was getting older. Uh, I was not getting paid to play this game anymore. I was ready to transition to a different phase. I had never had a fall without football in my life. You know, so there were things like that at 25, 26 that I was just like, I'm ready for these kinds of things. Um, but that doesn't mean that I miss it any less every year when it comes around. And and that's the biggest thing that you hear from people as you transition on. Like, you're never going to get over that. You're never going to get over the the thrills on Saturday. So for Charlie, whatever you can do to keep doing that, go do it. You know, and, and people are going to say, well, he should have stuck it out. Sure. Yeah. In your opinion, he should have. But in Charlie's opinion, he's got to do whatever he can to keep playing the game of football for as long as he can. And and that's what he decided that was best. And you know, I wish him well, support him, whatever. Uh, I think I was pretty clear all along that if it was my choice, I was going to start cam rising. And I think, you know, we saw about a quarter, quarter and a half of that. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of the <laughs> I don't know if we're actually excited about the the actual potential of cam rising starting or if it's just using the thick boy seven hashtag which the origins of such who even knows we're going to discuss that here in a moment but we 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 need to dig in that but it is a very interesting situation obviously brian and will we're gonna so we're gonna talk more about cameron rising because i want your take on what you expect from him and by the way for those of you who may be listening to this wondering why is this a repeat of Wednesday's show? Well, Brian's back, so it's his opportunity to kind of sound off on the same stuff. We had, obviously, Lundy on yesterday. But coming up in just a moment, we will switch over and talk a little bit about hashtag ThickBoy7. We do need to talk about that because it's being embraced by none other than the Utah official Twitter feed. So, Yeah, the, the trend that is sweeping the nation. So uh, shout out to our favoritist of... Thick boys, although not the thickest of rising thick boys. Yeah, no doubt. All right, but first, Brian, let's take a minute today and talk about our friends over at Rock Auto. You and I have both used this resource. The best part about it is they've got all the manufacturers, all the parts. This is not you going to the local auto parts store, them looking stuff up on their computer and saying, okay, I have option A, B, and maybe in some cases C. You have every option available to you under the sun when you go to rockauto.com, and that is probably the best feature about it yeah it is and uh you know i we've both had uh, adventures with vehicles throughout the year that we've been doing the podcast and rock auto has come in handy on multiple occasions for me i got something i got to replace on the car uh hoping maybe uh maybe on the bye week we'll get to that one but the good news i got the part it just came right to my door it's the exact part that i need uh, that's the benefit of going with a company that's been in business for 20 years doing this particular type of work. That's the benefit of going through a family-owned business where they actually care about it on a very deep level. It's very personal to them. And that's the benefit of going through a company that has everything laid out for you, easy to use, and you have the giant, the book of goodness behind the yeah. counter, that old uh, old Jethro been holding hostage forever and all times like that's yours. Now you got it. It's just right there on your computer screen. So uh, I don't know why I go redneck kick every single time I, I have to do this uh, read, but have, get to, I should say, but uh, maybe it's because that's just where I feel most comfortable when I'm fixing my car. Well, it's, but it, it's, you're exactly right. Everything you said is absolutely 100% the truth. So we want to encourage you guys go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure, please write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. We want some credit for having you guys go check that out. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's rockauto.com. 
Com. All right, Brown Bear, it is your time to shine. Let's talk about hashtag ThickBoy7, a.k.a. Cam Rising. He is now QB1. And by the way, the whole hashtag ThickBoy7 thing, there are people out there, it makes me uncomfortable to see people talking about it. You know what? Have some fun, folks. Social media is meant to be fun. It's not life or death. Can we just have some fun with this? I think the only thing that makes me uncomfortable is the fact that ThickBoy7 is now uh, like challenging Chuck Norris jokes for things that have already taken over the world. Good point. Um, definitely, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit nervous for Saturday just because uh, if we're talking about the actual real Thick Boy 7, uh, a.k.a. Pudgy Baker Mayfield, a.k.a. Uh, the second thickest with two C's rising. Uh, shout out to older brother Tyson rising. Tyson, I believe, is his older brother. Uh, played at ASU, was a tackle down there. So we really understand that the true talent in the rising family right, you know, lies with him. Um, but that this is this is what's fun about social media, right? This is what's fun about programs and things like that is, is, is nicknames. And and I, I love that Ali Numa Talolo kind of added to the the – the legend that is boy seven, uh, you know, credit to Josh Newman for, for digging in on the origins of that one. Uh, you know, I, I know that a listener to the program, uh, and, uh, organizer, uh, organizer, organizationer, that's not a word, uh, organizer of the Utah open Connor, uh, shown taking credit for the thick boy, uh, hashtag. And I think, you know, I think that somewhere in that crew, was the origination of that. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Steve and I were talking about it. We said, you know, he's thick with two C's, and that was the the, the genesis of it. So I'm not taking credit for it because okay. this has gotten way out of control. Um, what I think, it, it, along with my take talking about a, a freaking hashtag, uh, what I think is interesting is, is what this change has brought to the team, right? Like, I think that's the bigger, they're having fun. Like there was a cloud that was over the program, uh, you know, whether it was fair or not, like this is not a program that's experienced a lot of losing, let alone back-to-back games and out of conferences. You know, I think the stats out there a lot that it's been 19 years since it's happened previously. Now people are having fun. You know, there's a lot of positivity and that's good. That's how you get programs back on track. Now they still have to do the work at practice and everything like that. And here's the other caveat that I want to throw out there. We still don't know what Cam Rising's flaws are. We just saw a quarter and a half of, of what he's really good at. Um, how does that translate into Saturday? That's going to be the biggest question. And that that's the thing about it. I, I mentioned this to Lundy yesterday, Brian, is what we saw in that brief glimpse of the 2020 version of Cam Rising was absolutely phenomenal. It was so tantalizing, and that's something I think we all banked on as we were looking forward to this year. Obviously, they went with Charlie Brewer. They opted to give him uh, the start in the first three games. But then when Cam Rising came into that San Diego State game, once again, just that tantalizing aspect of his skill set, that just that uh game-breaking ability, the ability to make plays on the fly, we saw it once again. We are finally, and I feel like finally, going to see Cam Rising fully in his element come Saturday when they take on Washington State. And I, for one, and correct me if you disagree here, I, for one, look forward to seeing him finally play out a full game as quarterback one at the University of Utah, and I just want to see how he will function with a full 60-minute football game. 
Yeah, what we're going to see now is we're going to see if the coaching staff has gotten the uh, message along with, um, you know, everybody else that this this offense needs to go up tempo. And we've heard the guys talk about it, right? Like Nick Ford mentioned, I believe it was on with you guys, if I'm not mistaken, where he talked about like we're in pretty good shape. We want to go up tempo, and and I don't know why. This could be an entire week's worth of, of speculation about, you know, Kyle Whittingham and, and things are. We talked all offseason about how he was doing everything that he wanted to do and he was going to do it his way. And it transitioned over into the season. He wants to play 50 play games. He wants to minimize mistakes. He wants to do all these things. And, and the fact of the matter is, this team is not built for that. They're, yeah. they're built to go fast. And, and, and just like recent Ricky Bobby. Cam Rising really wants to rise to the challenge and speed up the offense as well. And you saw that. Like that was the best thing that I saw from him on Saturday. And and, and you know, they I think it helped that they got the offensive line settled up front. You know, moving Bam Olasheni to the right side was a mistake. Bottom line, in my opinion, he was not uh he was not effective. You could see in his movements that he was slow and, and thinking through it. It didn't look like it was natural to him. On top of that, having a guy who's that big, six eight and that wide at three thirty, it's really hard. And you think about it, right-handed quarterbacks start throwing over that right side all the time. And you saw it a couple of times that Charlie Brewer couldn't get around it. Well, all of a sudden you switch Braden Daniels out there and and you know, I think Rising did a lot in terms of moving the pocket, getting outside the pocket, breaking tackles, being, you know, strong and stout and, and slippery, as it were, um, to, to help buy his guys some time. But he also put a lot of doubt in the defense by doing all that stuff. And so I think all that stuff has to come back this week, right? I said to somebody earlier this week that this is probably the worst defensive front that Utah's faced all year in, in Washington State. But just because they're not as as good as, as a BYU or a San Diego State or even a Weber State has been doesn't mean that you can let off the gas and think that this is going to be an easy win or, or a cruise to victory. They've got to do those same schematic things. They've got to get Cam outside the pocket. They've got to get him putting doubt in defenders' heads with what he's going to do with his legs. Otherwise, this offense is going to fall flat on its face again because people are just going to walk nine down in the box. They're just going to slant and and blitz and and do all kinds of stunts, you know, and and – or drop eight, which they're doing at times, you know, and they yeah. did a great job of mixing it up. San Diego state did, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going on too long with this, but um, that's why I shouldn't take two days off. Right. <laughs> it's hey, but you're, you're dead on with that because the way San Diego state mixed up the defensive, just alignments they went with, because that three, three, five is a unique look. Let's be, let's be clear about that. They bring blitzes from all over, but at times they also did drop eight into coverage and it just, it seemed to fluster what Utah was trying to do. I do wonder how much up-tempo Utah will utilize. And I also do have a question, Brian, is if this is something that Andy Ludwig is ready to commit to. Does that make sense? He has always had his own unique brand of being an offensive coordinator. And I do wonder if he's going to go under a little bit of a transformation here and buy in and go all in on an up-tempo kind of true spread element and also, will Kyle Whittingham sign off on it? There, there's obviously that question that looms. Here's the bottom line. Kyle Whittingham doesn't want to lose any more games. Good point. And so I think uh, we've we've given Kyle credit in the past for being adaptive. He just has to realize, and here's the other part of it too, this defense is starting to get nicked up a little bit, lost Vianna Mawala, lost JT Broughton. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point in time, you're, you're limiting to opponents to 20 points is not going to be the case. You've got to be explosive on offense, and the best way to do that, and I said this before, I felt like, 
you know, in years past, like Tyler Huntley had gotten the start because he was the guy that could be most explosive within the offense. I feel the same way about Cam Rising. Uh, you know, I heard uh, somebody talking about how Utah shouldn't run him, like throw that out the window because if he does get hurt, he could get hurt just as easily sitting back in the pocket. But if he does get hurt, you're going to have to run the quarterback all the time anyways because Jaquin and Jackson, that's the the best skill set that he has so go ahead run cam you know a little bit more quit trying to pull all this bs you know oh we're faking the quarterback run and everybody's going to buy in because people haven't been buying it for years because you never handed or you never pulled the handoff yeah that's the thing about it you you just have to have that threat and yeah the threat you have to use it you can't yeah. just sit back there and think like the potential of threat is going to do it right like I can say like, yeah, I'm going to go upstairs and get a bat and I'm going to beat everything down in your room, Jake, and then you'll be sorry. <laughs> and what are you going to do? Go do it. You're going to say, go yeah. do it, Brown Bear, you know, or Brian, I guess I could use my real name. Um, Prove it, Brian. Know. Prove it. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, and that's what defense has been doing to Utah all along saying, prove it, you know, swing the bat, come hit something, you know. And, and they haven't. And so you've got to make those moves now. There is no time to waste. There's no time to try and figure things out. I think they moved, made moves up front to be a little bit more physical. I'm not saying that the, the offensive line is fixed because a lot of it is what's going on, you know, inside your, you know, your Matthew McConaughey, your, your, your heart. Yeah. Um, and, and they've got to find that. But I think that rising brings a lot of energy. And that's going to help a lot with that kind of thing. You, you've got a guy back there that they feel like if they screw up, he can cover their mistakes. That makes it a lot easier to be aggressive up front. You're not thinking through things as much. You're not worried about it, right? Like you don't have a Charlie Brewer back there with six concussions, you know, like what's his face in, in uh, what's the, oh, I had the perfect metaphor. Uh, the, the dude in the movie, uh, not another high school teen movie, right? Where he's got the concussion count on the scoreboard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so concussion counts wiped away. Yeah. Um, it's Billy Bob, but it's not Billy Bob. Something else. Anyways, uh, I apologize, everybody. I, clearly, I'm rusty from not doing an episode for so long. But, um, yeah, like, you're free. Yeah. Free, free to run things the way that it should be. Okay, so I, I want to... Uh, ask one more question of you, Brian, before we go here. So we'll get to that here in just a moment, but let's take a minute and talk about our friends over at SweatBlock. Uh, you and I have both tried this product. It's pretty fascinating, if, I, if I'm being honest. It's a clinical strength antiperspirant wipe, folks, that lasts for up to seven days, keeping you dry. It, it's Incredible. It's been tested on the Rachel Ratio by actual firefighters. It's a bestseller on Amazon. It's a really, really unique product. And Brian, we all have had those, and I, I, I like to call it the, I like to call in Southwest here, the want to get away moments, just kind of those awkward moments, or also maybe a big potential opportunity at work, and you're just getting nervous. Well, Sweat Block is here to help you save the day. It is. I'm getting sweaty right now, Jake. I got lights on all over the place trying to trying to brighten up my world. You can see it dripping, but guess what? Underneath, we're dry. I'm even wearing a very light-colored shirt right now, which if I was sweaty, oh boy, would there be just Lake Erie and, and Lake Superior under right and left here. And luckily, you know, I got the sweat block swag pack. You know, I, it's not just a sweat block. Like, the wipes are great. Like, mm -hmm. you just do it once a week. Boom, you're set to go. They throw in the deodorant, which it's got a nice scent to it. They've also got this lotion. I don't know if you've done the lotion, man, but woo, my undercarriage is clean and moisturized and, and happy. Yeah. And, and that, 
a happy undercarriage leads to a happy brown bread. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. I think all of us can agree on that. If you guys want to give any of this a shot, get over to sweatblock.com. You can get 20% off on sweatblock.com using the promo code locked on. As you mentioned, it is a bestseller on Amazon, over 13,000 Amazon reviews. You can get it there, or you also can get it at your local CVS pharmacy on the shelves there. But if you want to save that 20% off, it's available at sweatblock.com using the promo code locked on. Brian, let's talk a little bit about our friends over at Bet Online. I know that you have been an advocate or just a fan in the past of trying different betting formats when it comes to your sports betting. What has been the latest in the Brown Bears world of what you've been given a shot? We're we're into parlays, Jake. We're back into uh, we're still rolling trying parlay, to throw out right. a parlay a day. That's right. That's right. Because uh, listen. <laughs> It's been a rough season when you're betting on your favorite team. Or uh, no, I would never do that. Uh, if, if gambling were legal, you know, um, and and that were something that happened, um, then I would think about putting money down on my favorite team and and maybe not have done so well. And so so parlays are the ways to catch up. It's like it's like when you've had a bad night in Vegas and you go hit the slot machine and you hope that one of those quarters hits. Yeah, just just all you need is that one hit. And the best part is, folks, if you want to give it a shot, Bet Online is your number one spot, and especially for all the pro and college football action this season. They've got a new updated website and interface. It's really, really clean. It's neat. Even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag is your resource. Head to the website now and you or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Brian, double people's money. It's really, really cool. All they got to do is when they sign up, use the promo code NFL. 100 to take advantage of that offer. So give it a shot, folks, from football to basketball to boxing to parlays, as Brian's been playing around with, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing offers available from our friends at Bet Online, as they are your online sportsbook experts. Before we go here on this Thursday edition of the podcast, Brian, let's just kind of get your thought going into this game against Washington State of what you want to see from Utah. It is my opinion that not all of the issues that Utah will be uh, trying to fix will be remedied by this Saturday, but I think they can begin to show signs that things are turning around here. What do you expect? Uh, energy. I think that's the biggest thing that I expect on Saturday is I expect the energy to be a lot different. Uh, they'll be home in Rice Cycle Stadium. You know, everybody is trying to push everybody to get there. It's an earlier game, 1230. So, like, you know, uh, you might not get as many stragglers in terms of the tailgate lot and whatnot. But, uh, you know, for those who are going to have to miss the game for Little Leagues and, and soccer and whatever else, you know, like get those tickets out to your your single friends like myself, uh, you know, find find your your life's version of Brown Bear and, and, and make sure that they get up to that game. Um, and, and I think that's going to be a big catalyst to this team getting back on track. They just need to play with some energy, you know, and, and they need to they need to free themselves from all the, the doom and gloom. And I think offensively rising gives them an opportunity to do that. He's not the cure all like you're going to need guys to step up. It was nice to see that Jalen Dixon is actually on the field uh, again, you know, because it, it seemed like he disappeared 
under the the old style of offense, you know, and and I, really what I want to see is I want to see schematic changes. I want to see Utah be more aggressive on defense and on offense. I want to see more opportunities. We, it's been so vanilla and so laid back. Go get these guys. You know, this is a team that you should beat. Even if you hadn't just lost two of your last three, you should beat this team. So get after it, play with some energy. You know, um, I think this Washington State Cougars team is a team that's just tired. They just look tired to me, you know, and, and I think that game against USC, it was like they had plenty of opportunities and they, you know, kind of fumbled it away. It, and so this is a team that if you keep giving them opportunities like that and give them a chance to believe, you know, now, now you're in trouble. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. I think the biggest thing is you want to go into this bye week, the week following this, with some positivity. You want to have some momentum going in there rather than stumbling into the bye. So, obviously, we'll talk more about that game specifically on tomorrow's podcast, get you guys ready for it, game preview, players to know, all that stuff. You guys know what we do here on the podcast. But, Brown Bear, before we go, you're back after a couple days off. What words of wisdom do you want to send us out on? Oh, I, I got nothing, nothing wisdom wise, Jake, except for, uh, um, oh, I had something earlier today and I forgot it. You know what? We're going to, we're going to go with an old Ted Lassoism. How about that? Well, we went a whole episode without one, so we need it. Uh-huh. I said, Jake, as we're parting, if we see each other in our dreams, let's goof around a little bit. Pretend like we don't know each other. I like it. Well done. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Hope you guys are all doing great out there. Please follow the show on social media. Locked on Utes at gmail.com is the email address. Locked on Utes on Twitter. Brown Bear SLC for Brian. Jacob C. Hatch for myself. And until next time, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked on Utes podcast for September 23rd, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>